Welcome to JPD Weekly. We have a lot to talk about. The Essenes, the Sons of Zadok, and the Qumran community. Uh, now, we are technically in a series. This is episode two, but don't worry. If you didn't see the first episode, that's okay. You're going to be able to understand each of these parts just fine on their own. So don't click off of this video because you think you need to go and watch episode one. Now you can go watch it and it would probably help, uh, but you can understand this episode just fine. Um, and if you want full access to all of these episodes, we have, this is a five-part series on the Essenes, the Qumran community, the Dead Sea Scrolls and Prophecy. If you want access to all that, just go to dailyrenegade.com. You get the full episodes, not just the previews that we put here on YouTube because YouTube deletes our stuff all the time, uh, but you'll get the full episodes at dailyrenegade.com. You can start a free seven-day trial now and see if you like it. If you like it, then you can uh, get a membership. $10 a month or $100 a year. Get the $100 a year if you can because you get two months for free, uh, which is an amazing deal. And then you just do it once. You don't have to think about it for a whole other year. So uh, all that being said, uh, last time that we talked, we got into a little bit of the history of the silent 400 years, the 400 silent years between the Testaments. We talked a little bit about uh, Antiochus Epiphanes. We talked a little bit about the rebellion um, in within the Jewish community. Uh, and we, we started to discuss how the Pharisees and Sadducees uh, broke off into these groups. So just a quick recap for those who might have missed it. Uh, there was a time right after the... Uh, right after the Maccabean revolt, right after they were able to uh, uh, defeat the Seleucids and, and get their get their country back, you know, get Israel back, um, there there was a time where everybody kind of got along within Israel, but these different factions started to spring up. So it, it got to the point where they weren't just discussing opinions, uh, differences of opinions as brothers. It got to the point they actually wanted to kill each other over uh, differences of opinions. So originally, you had the main the, you know, the main Jewish group, you had the leadership, which actually wasn't legitimate according to uh, priesthood and, and kingship rules uh, that are found in the, the, the Bible. In the Torah, um, they weren't legitimate, so you had problems there. But you had them trying to go off and, and make Jews out of all of the Gentiles around them, which wasn't supposed to happen. You know, they were trying to force that. So you had the the uh, general group of the, the citizens of Israel, the Jewish people, and you had this, this peace break off. Uh, that uh, didn't agree with the leadership, but they also eventually uh, wanted to put the priestly code onto everybody. So that's the Pharisees. The Pharisees broke off and left this larger group. Now, in the larger group, you had uh, Jews that wanted to just go along with whatever the government said. Uh, that became the Sadducees. And then you had the uh, the rest, which were the, the true believing Israel, the true uh, believers that were waiting for the Messiah. They were uh, holding true to Torah. They weren't making all these, you know, weird decisions and rulings and, and weird interpretations. They remained true. Uh, and th this is what would become the, uh, the, the Essenes, the Qumran community, the sons of Zadok, you know, the Zadokites. There, there's a lot of names for these and we're going to, we're going to sort these out. So that kind of gives a backdrop of where we're going to take today's uh, episode. So if you missed last week, totally fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, you'll understand this just fine. So with that backdrop, this leads us to uh, the history 
of the Qumran community who actually had the Dead Sea Scrolls. And this is where this comes into play. Also, we talked uh, a little bit about the history of the, stro the scrolls last week, how some of them contain prophecy, how they were discovered. Uh, so there's a lot in that video. Uh, but again, it, it, you should go and watch it. But if you are watching this live and you want to watch this first, totally fine. Okay. Now, to make a long and exhaustive story short, uh, the Pharisees developed what is known as Oral Torah which was a collection of additions to the written Torah of Moses that contained um, laws, uh, statutes, and legal interpretations, and would later become the Talmud that we have uh, today. So the Sadducees outright rejected this whole idea of oral Torah. So a new group rose out of that controversy uh, who now were unlike the other two major groups. So they didn't believe in the oral Torah of the Pharisees uh, or their insistence to put the regulations of priests on every Jew, nor did they follow the Sadducees in rejecting pivotal, uh, pivotal Jewish beliefs. Excuse me. So the, the way that this new group should be identified becomes a little bit muddled in our modern day understanding. So some call this new group the Essenes. Some use that general term, uh, the Essenes, and which you, you very well uh, could lots of people do that's that's sort of like the the general uh, consensus among scholarship today is that th this new group that this is this is the beginning of this uh, scene so you have Essenes Pharisees Sadducees that's how all three of these groups came to be um, by the time that you get to the New Testament now of course you don't hear about Essenes in the New Testament but that group did exist during that time uh, so some say that this new group w was the Essenes that, that that's what we should call them others believe that we should call them uh, the, the priestly sons of Zadok that, that eventually migrated to Qumran with the Dead Sea Scrolls and began the Qumran community. So others will say that the Essenes and the sons of Zadok are just two terms for the same community in Qumran. And then others will say that this group became the sons of Zadok, uh, the, the sons of Zadok community in Qumran, and that the Essenes were just the Jewish believers spread throughout Israel who followed the ways of the Dead Sea Scroll and the Qumran community. Sort of like how Catholic religious authority today is located at the Vatican, but there are Catholic believers spread all over the world. So in that way, you have people who will say that the Qumran community was like was like the spiritual leadership, sort of. And then there, the Essenes throughout Israel were the believers in that, uh, in that way, uh, in that way of interpretation. Now, in looking at all of the historical records and attempting to piece together some of the differing descriptions, it's my opinion uh, currently that the best explanation is that the Qumran community was made up of the priestly sons of Zadok and a few converts who wished to have more of a leadership role involving a stricter form of ritualistic dedication, and that the Essenes were those Jews throughout Israel who were regular people, not priests, but who followed the theology of the Qumran community. Uh, you know, they rejected the Pharisee theology, they rejected the Sadducees theology, and they accepted the Zadokite or the, the, the sons of Zadok or the Qumran communities uh, teaching the theology. Now, again, this would be comparable to Christian denominations today. 
Uh, now, though we have many more than just three available to us today, but uh, let's say that an individual might want to make a choice between converting and becoming a Catholic, a charismatic, or an evangelical Baptist. Now, if he decides to become a Catholic, he would follow the theology proposed by the Vatican leadership, but he himself would not necessarily have to become a Catholic priest. But in making that decision, he could look at the leadership of each denomination, uh, find out what they believe, and decide who he wants to follow. Now, in that same way, it seems that a similar choice was available to the Jewish people between the Pharisees, Sadducees, and Essenes, or, or the Qumran community, you know, if you're talking about the leadership. But you have Pharisees, Sadducees, and Essenes. Now, because of this, uh, throughout the rest of the series, when I want to just generally refer to the followers of the doctrines proposed by the proposed by the Dead Sea Scrolls, those doctrines in the Dead Sea Scrolls, I'll just use the word Essenes. But if I want to specifically refer to the leadership or the community that's found in Qumran uh, that followed and taught the Dead Sea Scrolls, I'll say Sons of Zadok or Qumran community. So that that's the distinction. That's the difference. It seems like Essenes were all over Israel, but the Qumran community were like the priests or or the leadership of that doctrine. Um, now, my, my hope is that that will help minimize confusion because it is kind of a confusing topic and, and um, you know, opinions are currently split. So while I'm trying to minimize confu confusion, just keep that in mind that today opinions are currently split on this issue in modern academia and scholarship. So the confusion in knowing how exactly to define the Essenes and if they had anything to do with the Qumran community, that comes in because there's actually not much in the historical record about the actual origin of the group known as the Essenes. We get a little bit in the Dead Sea Scrolls. We have some writings of Josephus, Pliny the Elder, Philo, Hippolytus of Rome, and a few other sources that describe the group as it existed during the time the source was being written. Uh, but But that doesn't necessarily contain anything about the origin of the group. Some of the Dead Sea Scrolls do, but it's it's difficult to know how to interpret everything that uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls talks about because they sort of use code words. Um, you know, they'll say wicked priests, but don't always identify who that is. Uh, things like that. So uh, Philo, we're going to go through some of this uh, stuff that, that explains who the Essenes were and, and to help kind of help us piece together the, this strange group. Now, uh, Philo in his book, um, and I, I don't, Quad Omnis Probus Liber, <laughs> it's translated that every good man is free. So this is from Philo. Uh, he writes this, he writes, quote, there is a portion of that people called Essenes, over 4,000 in my opinion. They are above all servants, therapeutae of God. They do not sacrifice animals, but study to preserve the sanctity of life. They live in villages, avoiding all cities on account of the lawlessness of those that inhabit them. Some of these men cultivate the soil, others live by peaceful arts and so benefit themselves and all their neighbors. They do not lay up tre treasures of gold or silver for themselves, judging contentment and frugality, the great riches. Uh, with them are no makers of arms or of military engines, and no one is occupied with anything connected with war. They all avoid commerce and navigation, thinking that these employments make for covetousness. 
They possess no slaves, holding all men to be free, and all are expected to aid one another as real nesiosis, or nesois, I don't know how to pronounce that, um, each other as real brethren. They devote their attention to the moral part of philosophy, to to the neglect of logic, using as instructors the laws of their country, which it would have been impossible for the human mind to devise, save by divine inspiration. They abstain from all work on the seventh day, which they look on as sacred. On it, they assemble in sacred buildings, which are called synagogues, and seated in order according to age, they hear the scriptures, Taz Biblos, read uh, read and expounded. They are thus taught to choose what is right and avoid what is wrong. They use a threefold criterion, love of God, love of virtue, love of man. They carefully avoid oaths and falsehood. They regard God as the author of all good. They all dwell in companies so that no one has a dwelling absolutely his own. They have everything in common, their expenses, their garments, their food. When they work for wages, they do not retain these for themselves, but bring it into the common stock. The sick are not neglected when they are unable to contribute to the common store. They respect their seniors as if they were their parents. Such men never can be enslaved. As a proof of this, none of the many oppressors of their land were able to bring any accusation against the holy Essenes, end quote. Uh, Now, I want to make uh, mention of one quick thing here. A lot of times in modern scholarship, when this group is uh, described, sometimes they'll be described as communist. Uh, Now, that would be like saying your family at home is communist because you all share wealth. That's not, they, they weren't doing this as a political movement. And when you really look at the tenets of communism, it has nothing to do with what the Qumran community uh, or the Essenes were doing. They were more like a family unit. You know, j- just how, like in my family, uh, if, if I'm making all, all of the money and I, I distribute that throughout the members of my family or everybody uh, in my family has access uh, to, to that money, uh, to those goods, uh, you know, I, again, it would be it would be like saying the family unit is communist. You know, while you technically might be able to say there's some uh, commonality there, it's not set up in the family as a form of government. Uh, and it, it was it was the same as the the Qumran community or the Essenes. They they would have had no understanding of communism as was you know proposed in the 20th century. They would have no understanding of that. And because communism is done by force, they likely would have outright rejected it uh, because everything that they did uh, was voluntary. They, they were not, the, the, the Essenes were not uh, into like forcing people into things. Uh, okay, so I just wanted to make mention of that because if you, do lo- if you do read some books or you look up some stuff on the Essenes or the Qumran community, a lot of times they are described as being communist or being socialist. That is not at all correct. Um, and that, that is, there's actually a modern drive to uh, pretty up communism or, or to pretty up uh, um, socialism. And because of that, that's I think that's why they're described that way. But uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Okay, now, there are apparent contradictions that can be seen between certain sources. So, for example, in a passage quoted from Philo by Eusebius in Preparatio Evangelica, uh, volume 8, 11, 
It is said, quote, our lawgiver trained 10,000s of his followers and formed them into a community called Essenes from their holiness, end quote. Now, that seems to contradict the over 4,000 figure uh, Philo gave in the previous quote. However, there could be an explanation. It's possible that Philo was working from new information that he later attained, but this does show how identifying the Essenes can be tricky. It could also be that the 4,000 number was from the was was specifically about the Qumran community, and then the tens of thousands number was generally all throughout Israel. Uh, now, if the interpretation that the Essenes throughout Israel followed the doctrines of the Qumran community, then we can reconcile those two apparent contradictions because then there wouldn't be a contradiction anymore. They both could be true. Uh, so that that's kind of part of what leads me to lean towards that being the the appropriate definition, that there was a Qumran community that are technically Essenes, just like uh, religious leaders in the Vatican are technically Catholic, but there are also there were also Essenes all throughout Israel that followed their teachings, just like there's Catholics all over the world that followed the teachings of the leadership in the Vatican. Um, now, the quote from Philo by Eusebius goes on to say, quote, this sect is not hereditary. There are no children nor youths among the Essenes, such as persons are unstable. No one among them has property of his own. They regard all possessions as part of a common stock. They all dwell in the same place, forming themselves into clubs and societies. They do everything for the benefit of the whole society. But different members take up different employments, laboring ceaselessly despite cold or heat. Before sunrise, they go to their work and do not quit it till sunset. Some are tillers of the soil, some shepherds, some tend bees, some are artisans. These men, when they have received their wages, give them up to the general manager who purchases what is necessary. Those who live together eat at the same table day after day. Their dress also is common. In winter, they have thick cloaks. In summer, light mantles. Each takes what he wants. When anyone falls sick, he is cured from their common resources. Old men, even if they happen to be childless, are as if they had a numerous offspring of affectionate children. They repudiate marriage because they look on women as a selfish creature and especially addicted to jealousy and hypocrisy, thus likely to dissolve their brotherhood. A man bound to a woman is hampered by his affection, is no longer a free man but a slave, end quote. Now, we'll even see some contradictions there, and that's why I think there was a difference between the, the Qumran community and general Essenes, because you'll find Essenes that uh, were married, that did have families. And it could be that uh, while that quote kind of sounds like they, they really had a low view of women, that might not actually be what was going on. It might have been more that, uh, like Paul said, that there's a, a, a spiritual benefit to uh, abstaining from marriage because you can do more from God. So we have to take some of these historical sources with a grain of salt. Now, of course, the, the Qumran community wasn't perfect. The Essenes weren't perfect. They very well may have had a lower view of women, um, and that doesn't do anything to you know hurt any kind of case that we're making here because it just it would be well they're human and they were they were wrong to think that. But um, all, all I'm saying is it might not that that might not have been the reason why they abstained from marriage. Uh, this this is just this historian's opinion, uh, but he doesn't 
he, he doesn't say what led him to that. You know, d- did he hear that from Enesine or did he just see that there wasn't marriage going on in that community? So he assumed that they had a lower view of women. You know, we, we just, we don't know. Uh, now, it seems like according to their teachings, when you read the Dead Sea Scrolls, it, it doesn't, I, so far, I haven't found anything to suggest that they had a lower view of women, but that they did have a difference of roles, kind of like how we have in Christianity. So they did have, you know, priests that would stay unmarried and, and that had certain duties that the rest of the general public didn't have. So that, that kind of thing happens. Uh, but it doesn't seem like they viewed women as like unequal or, or like unequal equal in value. Uh, it seems like that they viewed, it, it seems like that they just viewed women the same as, as anybody else. Again, like how we do uh, in uh, Christianity, you know, men and women, they have different jobs, but they are equal in value, uh, that kind of thing. It, it seems like that that's the case. So I just wanted to make mention of that. But but again, we don't, we don't really know for sure. There's different ways to interpret these things. Um, now in uh, Antiquities of the Jews, uh, book... 18, I believe. Yeah, book 18. Flavius Josephus um, records some further information about the Essenes. So first he identifies them as a separate group from the Pharisees and Sadducees. He says, quote, the Jews had for a great while had three sects of philosophy peculiar to themselves, the sect of the Essenes, the sect of the Sadducees, and the third sort of opinions was that of those called Pharisees, end quote. Now, next, Josephus offers some additional details about the Essenes, which seems to agree with Philo's previous number of 4,000. So this could be that he's talking about not the general populace of Essenes throughout Israel, but the Qumran community you know, as a whole. Although, again, some of the Essenes would have followed some of these things, uh, but there also could have been a difference between like a priestly code and just a general uh, Essene code. So we have to keep that in mind as well. But Josephus says... The doctrine of the Essenes is this, that all things are best described to God. They teach the immortality of souls and esteem that the rewards of righteousness are to be earnestly striven for. And when they send what they have dedicated to God into the temple, they do not offer sacrifices because they have more pure lustrations of their own on which account they are excluded from the common court of the temple, but offer their sacrifices themselves. Yet is their course of life better than that of other men, and they entirely addict themselves to husbandry. It also deserves our admiration how much they exceed all other men that addict themselves to virtue, and this in righteousness, and indeed to such a degree, that as it hath never appeared among any other men, neither Greeks nor barbarians, no, not for a little time, so hath it endured a long while among them. This is demonstrated by that institution of theirs, which will not suffer anything to hinder them from having all things in common, so that a rich man enjoys no more of his own wealth than he who hath nothing at all. There were about 4,000 men that live in this way, and neither marry wives nor are desirous to keep servants, as thinking the latter tempts men to be unjust, and the former gives the handle to domestic quarrels. But as they live by themselves, they minister one to another. They also appoint certain stewards to receive the incomes of their revenues and of the fruits of the ground, such as are good men and priests, who are to get their corn and their food ready for them. 
They none of them differ from others of the Essenes in their way of living, but do the most resemble those decay who are called Palestine dwellers in the cities. End quote. So it seems like this is talking about the group of priests in Qumran and that they resemble those dwellers in the cities, those other general Essenes, if I'm understanding this correctly. But again, it, it is kind of open to interpretation. It's a little difficult to understand. Now, one of the largest sections that we have about the Essenes comes from chapter 8 of book 2 of the Wars of the Jews by uh, Josephus. You can find that for free online. And that entire section would be too long to quote in its entirety here. But, uh, you know, we can, we can look at it like a brief review of the contents, uh, and that can suffice for our purposes. So among other details, uh, we learn... Uh, we learn 20 things from this section about the Essenes. So we can look at this list. Um, they reject pleasures as evil, but regard conquests over passions as a virtue. Some of the men reject marriage, while others embrace it. They despise riches. The entire community share ownership of all goods and possessions. They have no city to themselves, but they dwell in every city. They wear white garments. They carry no possessions with them when they travel except for weapons for fear of thieves. When they travel and enter a city, there is an appointed scene within that city that is to provide for their needs. They pray before the sun rises and work until the fifth hour, which is likely 11 a.m. Uh, it's the fifth hour after 6 a.m. That's, that's likely when um, the, the day started them, after which they bathe their bodies as a purification ritual and gather to eat. They avoid swearing oaths unless a new initiate is joining the community. They take great pains to study the writings of the ancients. They use roots and medicinal stones to cure their distempers. I found that to be really interesting and so far haven't been able to find uh, more information on that. Now, I don't believe that this would be like healing crystals like the New Age uh, uses, but I, I don't know what, what constitutes a stone. You know, could, could salt be considered a, a medicinal stone and, and be used for uh, certain things? You, you know, we, we, we don't know. But, but again, if you look at their theology, I don't think this has anything to do with like the healing crystal kind of uh, garbage that you get from New Age today. If a person wants to join the community, they must spend three years proving himself worthy, after which they must swear tremendous oaths, including observing justice towards men, hating the wicked, and preserving the books belonging to their sect. Their judgments are accurate and just. They do not pass sentences by the votes of a court that is fewer than 100. They honor God most of all, but also have great reverence for Moses, so much so that anyone blaspheming against him, against Moses, would be put to death. Many of them lived over the age of 100. They all had uh, extended lifespans compared to the other sects of Jews at the time. They would happily suffer torture or death before they would be coerced into blaspheming God or even Moses. They believed the physical body is corruptible, but the soul is immortal. They are extremely accurate in their foretelling of things to come and almost never miss in their predictions. So we can learn all of that uh, from Josephus. Now, Pliny the Elder in his work, Natural History, gives us a few details and a location of the Essenes, which to many, but not to all, 
correlates with the location of Qumran where the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered. Now, again, not everybody agrees with this because some believe that this uh, community that Pliny the Elder is talking about actually had nothing to do with the Qumran community and that these are different things. Uh, but by and large, you know, modern scholarship, for what it's worth, thinks, you know, believes that these are the same thing that Pliny the Elder was describing the, the Qumran community here. So this is still a little up in the air. Uh, but Pliny the Elder says, quote, Lying on the west of Asphaltites, the sufficiently distant to escape its noxious exhalations, are the Essenae a people that live apart from the world and marvelous beyond all others throughout the whole earth. For they have no women among them. To sexual desire they are strangers. Money they have none. The palm trees are their only companions. Day after day, however, their numbers are fully recruited by multitudes of strangers that resort to them, driven thither to adopt their usages by the tempests of fortune and wearied with the miseries of life. Thus it is that... Through thousands of ages, incredible to relate, this people eternally prolongs its existence without a single birth taking place there, so fruitful a source of population to it is that weariness of life which is felt by others. Below this people was formerly the town of Engada, second only to Hiroshima in the fertility of its soil and its groves of palm trees, now like it. It is another heap of ashes. Next to it, we come to Masada, a fortress on a rock not far from Lake uh, Asphaltites, thus much concerning Judea, end quote. Now, again, this scription from Pliny is why most scholars have correlated the Essenes with the Qumran community, but there's not a 100% consensus on this. As others have suggested, this correlation is a mistake, uh, even as far as saying the Essenes had nothing to do with the Qumran community. Uh, now, I'm not sure if I fully believe in, in, in that. Again, you know, we, there, there's just... We have to look at the available uh, evidence and, and kind of decide what makes the most sense to us. Uh, now, lastly... To further complicate this matter, uh, there were different factions of Essenes, uh, and, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but they're, they're, these different factions each had their own different beliefs. Now, what's really interesting is when we look at the differences in beliefs, it appears at one time all Essenes believed basically the same things, but over time sects within the main group developed, and these sects uh, deviated away from some of the main tenets of the original group, yet they still called themselves Essenes. Uh, sort of like, you know, we have, like, we have people calling themselves Christian today who we wouldn't really consider as Christian. You know, we would consider them progressives or New Agers or something like that. So to some, these new sects would have been considered heretical when compared against the main group. Uh, by the time that Hippolytus of Rome described these different beliefs compared against the Pharisees, Sadducees, and Jewish religion as a whole in chapters 13 through 25 of Book 9 of the Refutation of All Heresies, again, you can find that online for free, uh, there were three new sects that had branched off from the traditional Essene group. Now, we will describe these sects in further detail a little later. Uh, when uh, when we get into some more Essene doctrine and things like that. So we'll get into that in a different video. Uh, but this does lead us to the possible reason or, or you know, the reasons for relocation. Like, why did um, this group of Zadokites break off and actually go to Qumran? We are going to have to talk about that 
in the members only section. So if you haven't had a chance to already, please head on over to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership today. You can get a free trial, seven days for free. Also, while you're there, check out Cornerstone. Uh, it, it, it's it's a new financial thing that we as Christians can take part in. It, it's by Christians for Christians. We can roll over our savings into silver. And this is a Christian company. It, what, what it is, is it's a way to escape this global banking beast system that we have uh, in, in our, our financial system system today that many of us hate, we actually don't have to take part in that. We don't have to take part in any of that. We, we do have our own thing available. And it, it's absolutely amazing. Now, you have to be careful when it comes to a lot of gold and silver companies because a lot of them are just trying to make money. Uh, this cornerstone is not one of them. Now, we actually have a free episode of the Sharpening Report right on dailyrenegade.com where you can talk with the, the owner uh, and uh, also Mike Stibbs of uh, Detox Babylon who works for Cornerstone. So, I mean, you are right with family with Cornerstone. You are, you are right with the Daily Renegade family. Uh, but we talked to them about everything having to do with their company, about the prophetic... Uh, financial collapse that's coming and, and how their company is trying to help Christians uh, protect against that. So it's absolutely fantastic. Go check that out. You don't have to be a member to take part in that because I, I really believe in this so much uh, that I want to make that available to everybody. So whether you're a member or not, go to dailyrenegade.com and you can have access to all that information. Uh, and the people at Cornerstone will actually talk to you if you require more information uh, or if you want to sign up and uh, learn more about how it works. It's really super easy. Uh, and it's, I, I think it's a very good thing for us as Christians to do. Um, so you can check that out. It gets us out of this uh, beast financial system of Satan that's that's kind of running the globe uh, with with you know these bankers and everything. So we, we can get out of all that. Uh, thank God. So check that out. Get a membership if you haven't already. DailyRenegade.com. It is uh, only you can do the free trial, so you don't have an excuse. You get it for free for a week. Uh, and you can get access to the rest of this episode, plus this whole series, plus every episode we have available of every show we have, hundreds and hundreds of videos at dailyrenegade.com. Um, and, you know, consider getting a membership and supporting this ministry. It's $10 a month or $100 a year. If you can do it, get the $100 a year uh, because you get two months for free. You just do it once. You don't have to think about it for a whole other year. So it's a good deal. Uh, and it really does help this ministry. Okay, so if you are a member, hang on the line. we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk about what the reason for relocation was. We're going to get more into the Qumran community and into the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, and, and some more of this history. There's phenomenal stuff right, uh, right ahead. So if you're a member, hang on the line. Everyone else, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, love you all. Take care and God bless.